0: Welcome back to the program, now coming to you on the day of release, so this episode will be released today, a bit late now because of all of my other things that I have to do, so I have been a bit negligent with the podcast as of lately, Um, mainly because my life took a turn for the worse in many ways. Over the last couple of months so I didn't keep recording and when I did record I kept bumping into some technical issues here that I finally took some time to understand and run some tests and you know because it was like three months without without recording anything and when my new setup at my new place was set up and all the other responsibilities and other pressing issues were finally resolved uh, to some extent, I kept bumping into a weird glitch with my audio, and I figured out, it's just uh, the place that I have been recording, it's just not very good, it's just not a very good choice for 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 any sort of professional recording, they don't deal well with like a true line uh, with the true channel audio interface but that's you know that's how the sausage is made in a way so now I am pretty much uh, done with that method of recording and I'm here delivering like the most professional um, version of this so far keep <laughs> prepared because this is the beginning this is the beginning of an era. So I've recorded probably like four albums. Uh, luckily none of them were very interesting to begin with. And I've I'm, I'm taken some of them out. I left just one that I feel like it should be covered eventually in some, some more meaningful manner. So yeah, this is like, it's 8.30 now of the 22nd of January, 2024, a new era, things are changing a lot. A lot of things are being let go of in many ways. And um, yeah, I'll probably just go through that in a more personal outfit. As in a podcast, like a specific podcast about that sort of subject, and that sort of, that the, the will welcome that sort of musing about those changes. Um, yeah, pretty interesting time. Pretty, pretty interesting, interesting time to see what's in store. Because I have no idea what's possible and what's not possible in terms of possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> the impossibilities of possibilities, right? It's hard it's hard to it's 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 hard to project anything that might be you know on the cards for me. It's hard to see what life will lay on the table. But we'll see. I'll try. I'll try my best, you know? And this is definitely something that I enjoy doing, so Let's and I, I hope that you enjoy listening to it. Somewhat, I have been battling uh, mostly against like fundamental beliefs about my value. Could be because I don't know. It's it's w- weird talking about it without getting into anything very specific about it so you can't be vague and expect to be understood but I'll probably say that I, I I did have some pillars of understanding of who I am and what I could usually bring to the table kind of destroyed recently so I've uh, I I've teared that down in a bit, in a, in a sense, you know? And I, and I notice where it comes from. Like the sense of doubt and the sense of... And, and what, what keeps me from fully being someone that I trust that I should be, you know? There's a lot of impediments on your way and things that people do without them even realizing that they're doing anything but there are some things that people do that makes you by instinct block yourself before you even try to do anything i feel like i was somewhat stuck on that sense of defeat by default and coming to realize where that comes from um perhaps finally capable of pushing through it in a, in a very real sense. Pushing through those influence that sort of can bring you down, you know, in a way. Not saying that anyone was trying to bring me down on purpose, but not not everything that people do it's on purpose right it doesn't need to be something that's Machiavellian in nature and calculating in nature to be something that you do to keep someone where you reckon they should be it's complicated it's complicated and probably way too personal to have that being said here but i i clearly don't care anymore about exposing any 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 sort of thing that should be exposed i don't know it's whatever and this is not not describing any beef or anything like that it's just a sort of mechanism that i finally was able to understand because i spent some amount of time introspecting about and not distracting myself during the introspection, right? Because that's something that I would do a lot. I would distract myself with substances, right? With behaviors and that sort of thing. When that introspection actually became real and consequential in nature and actually meant something, I would distract myself from that introspection, and then the introspection would just fade away. Like, odd, at least the results of the observation that I was trying to achieve. And I finally understood that. I finally understood some very, very interesting points about where I come from, in, in, in many ways. And what's the what's the actual... Where's the actual feeling of defeat comes from? I think that if you, if you feel that way, I think it's interesting to come up with some excuse to investigate where your sense of defeat comes from. And I feel like I did that to some extent. Still walking that path, you know, like part of the, the fun of the thing is not giving up that sort of idea. But to have been like okay, it's uh, everything needs context, right? Everything needs a little bit of more detail if you if you really wanna relate to whatever I'm saying. Uh which I don't expect that you do, but you can read between the lines there. Uh twenty twenty three was like if if every year since I got in Sydney was the biggest defeat ever in my life 2023 was the actual like nail on the coffin you know like was something that i pretty much shattered my whole sense of self during that year Um many many things happen right the things that happen that bring you to collapse and i also came to understand that i was the I was the one that paved the way for the collapse to happen in many, many ways as well. With reactions, with my own attitude, with my own temperament. Obviously, it's about what you do and how you react to things. It's about action and reaction more than things happening or not happening you can have a bad reaction to a good situation, you can have a good reaction to a bad situation. And I feel like most, mostly, I had the bad reactions for the most part. To a lot of situations that transpired. And, you know, I I resorted to being sedated for the whole, for the whole year. And when I Had to wake up from that sedation state. Everything was in flames, right? Everything was like, oh, it it caught up to me in a very, very real sense during 23. Very real sense. I was lucky to have one friend that actually, you know, gave me the, extended to me the olive branch and said, oh, yeah, of course, you know. But that was about it. Like in a very real sense, ju- just one friend that actually lent me a hand and actually helped me. If I didn't have that particular person, I, I don't know where I would be. So, he would never listen to this. But, but thank you anyway. Right? Uh, I I thank him into the void, probably. And... I am on the path of recovery at the moment from everything that happened and all of the realizations that about what happened. And I'm trying to take things into a, like in an, in an honest sort of upfront approach from now on. Cause keeping up appearances and trying to be cool and trying to be nice to everyone's eyes. That's, not something that I'm willing to do anymore, and try to not pull punches where punches shouldn't be pulled, right? So I'm done. I'm done with a lot of a lot of things, and a lot of specific situations as well. So yeah, I feel like that's sort of a decent. Rent at the beginning, it's already 12 minutes in, but a lot, of, a lot has been going on, sorry that I can get into very specific situations or, or specific scenarios, those things tend to be sensitive, there's a lot of sensitive subjects within everything that I'm talking about, but it's basically, yeah... I'm not, I'm using a particular example of what I mean to create, if like culture makes any sense, but to create a mode of being inside myself that I would not be anything less than what I should fucking be. Not anymore. I'm not gonna bow down to any sort of whatever, you know. I'm not. I'm not gonna groom groom myself so that other people can. I don't know. You know what I mean? So just be. You 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 either you either like this or you don't. You know. That's pretty much it. Fucking done, and that's it. That's it. That's pretty much it. Um, I'm not even sure if that's making making the episode, uh, but I'm sure that I'm sure that nobody cares as well. But anyway, uh, and part of it is like not caring that nobody cares, you know. But uh, I may seem very much on edge, right? I may seem very much on uh, because I am. I've been quitting smoking, in its many forms, and other stuff as well. So I've been quitting pretty much everything that makes me feel less than who I am, and less, less of a of an owner of my own choices. So that's pretty much that's pretty much it. That could that could be bravado. That could be like oh projection. That could be anything, right? That could be just oh. If the opportunity comes, you do those things. You know, that's sort of like... I've, I've, I've been through those things before. I've been through those motions before. Of being a firm believer that I will quit everything, you know, that I should quit. But I feel like s- somewhat of it, it's different. Because I, di- I really touched an interesting nerve this time. I really did. And things are clearer. So that's it. You're going to probably understand more in the future when I have more tangible things to go through. Let's talk about the album then that you're going to hear about today. I have the number. I I I was trying to work some predictions... On the other episodes, I was trying to do like, oh, this is going to be a Radiohead album. That's going to be a singer-songwriter album. That's going to be a band from the early 2000s. I was trying to work that into the thing. Try to do that now. I don't know. I think it would be... I haven't seen anything. I think it would be a... I'll probably say Brazilians Brazilian album from the 70s because that's a lot of a lot of them in here. Let's see if that holds any water. It's 198. No, not at all. Couldn't be less. <laughs> Couldn't be yeah. Nothing to do with anything Brazilian or 70s. That's cool. That's interesting. That is the album called but it's it's timely as well, because I've been listening to a lot of that sort of uh, approach to electronic music. And this is a very early example of what house, techno, um, electropop, and, I don't know, European sort of, very elegant European electronic music, with soup, Melody A.M., it's a band from Sweden. It's either Sweden or, or Norway. I think it's Norway. Yeah, I think they're in Norwegian. Discover this band with the FIFA soundtrack. Yeah, they're Norwegian. The FIFA soundtrack. They had a song there. Uh, a lot of bands that I that I grew up with. I discover, you know, Block Party, Kings of Leon, Rock Soup. Um, and a lot of other ones that was just like one hit wonders, you know, like uh, Mendo Diao and Vitalik many many bands come from from the mid 2000 FIFA soundtrack, they did a good job curating the songs of that time there, uh, what you have on this album, it's a very sweet version of Aero dance music perhaps, they own a lot of aspects of their sound, specific aspects of their sound, specifically also on this album, through trip-hop in many ways, although they didn't do like a a full-fledged trip-hop, they didn't present a trip-hop sound on this album, it's way more chilled, it's way more... Mellow and sensitive, and and something that you can probably trace back to the the more sensitive and and quiet cuts from Bjork. If if you take every single aspect of her uh, experimentation and eccentric ex, eccentricity, especially on albums like *Vespertine*, you can trace you can compare them both in a way. Uh, very sweet, very delicate, very orchestral sort of approach to electronic music still danceable, still grooved and that sort of thing but pretty much what the 90s would present as like the mainstream in terms of house music and in terms of techno in a way more sweet, way more gentle electronic music idea there um very melodic as well the name of the album also alludes to that um very sunny if the name of the album tells you anything because it's a, it's a it's a combination of of whatever the songs feel like and look like right so it's a very um very much a early dawn sort of album it's an album that you put on when you're just waking up so it's perfect for that environment right i need to listen to it again Uh, i have been i have been toying with the idea of exploring that album but there's so many things in the way right before that you don't really uh, i don't really remember to listen to it in, in its entirety but very very sweet very very similar to a lot of different artists from the same region uh kings of convenience i'm sure that you might be familiar with kings of convenience if you're not uh look them up and have a listen to their biggest tracks there because they sum up pretty much the the. it's like the acdc of indie folk right the, every, every single song sounds the same and they all very enjoyable. They all very sweet. Uh indie folk tunes. One of the one of the guys from, from from that band, from that duo, he has a particular interest in electronic music. He is a DJ and he is a solo um indie indietronica recording artist in its in his own right. So he he goes by the moniker of the white, whitest man alive. And he records under his under his real name as well, Erland Oil. And it's sort of like a similar vibe as well to their to their sound. I would probably say the Hog soup, it's an influence to him in that sense, right? So in the in that slice of music, style, whatever and that's another parallel there. Both of them are Norwegian, so I, I think that they definitely collaborated in some, in some extent, obviously. I think that would be the case, but also another connection there. And if you think about what Kings of Convenience had done to indie folk, it's what Rikesoup did for electronic music, in a way, sort of like the gentleness of it, the sweetness of it, the bombastic tradition of euro pop especially aero-European uh, dance music from the 90s and the more Scandinavian sort of cut of things, right? Don't consider necessarily England and Germany, which are totally different beats and unique scenes in their own right. The Scandinavian sort of approach to things tends to be bombastic and very poppy. Uh, you, you, you can notice that... A lot of the 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 hits nowadays are produced by Swedish producers and Swedish norwegians and and the other ones there's another one there that I'm not remembering precisely but anyway uh especially Norway and Sweden they have a certain style that you can that you can notice and Soup on this album they do that certain style with a lot of grace with a lot of gentleness with a lot of with a very delicate touch and approach to things it has a lot of big hits in it Borlino and, and some other one some other song that's pretty much Uh, Apple and so easy also pretty big songs too so they 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 take the approach of uh, how can you say oh it's actually okay so poor Lino is actually sung by by the guy that I just mentioned all right so that's interesting I, I I clearly didn't know that but that's his vocals that's orlando oil that sings on it or oh, am i wrong i don't know let me let me let me figure that out and come back to you one second absolutely crazy that the guy that i mentioned just out of the top of my head is the guy that actually sings on the track Borlino. like the biggest hit and i had no idea that that was the case i truly i promise you and the Wikipedia also cites vespertine as as sort of like uh, it traces a connection between vespertine, which again speaks to my you know <laughs> that's so cool, man. That's cool. That is uh, honestly that is also uh, that's uh, that's very awesome. That you know things that I can just think about. I haven't been thinking of that album in in any 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 way shape or form as of recently, and I trace those connections, and that's the Wikipedia proof is it, you know? The Wikipedia proves it, man, that I'm great. Yeah, so it it actually describes in a very interesting, in a very interesting uh, way here. I think it's citing some some publication that describes that as being the. And having the haunted atmospheres of boards of Canada, with the songwriting and 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 muscle of a Groove Armada or you know a Moby or a Massive Attack, Massive Attack, um, it's very similar to the band Air as well, which is a very vintage. That's a French, very vintage electro house sort of outfit. Very very sort of very similar. Similar style in terms of like very gentle beats and very gentle melodies, very analog sort of approach to synthesizers and that sort of thing. If you know anything about the the artist named Robin, she's quite big. She also has collaborations with those guys and 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 those um those ideas there. So I pretty much hit the nail on the head many 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 times because I I mentioned trip hop and they do have a connection with trip hop mentioned House, mentioned chill, chill. There's very chill. I mentioned techno as well. So everything is quite traceable so far. That is pretty good. So it is a very influential album in terms of electronica. In terms of European electronica as well, and it kind of it is kind of like the ground zero for a lot of what we understand as being like the Scandinavian sound in terms of house music, in terms of ambient, and in terms of chilled out sort of sort of idea. So we, we, had, a, we had a pretty big uptick, like the two-wave uptick, right, in the early 2010s. I think you own a lot to this record. Specifically with that sort of thing, Two Wave sort of made what, whatever this album makes in a very ironic and sort of tongue-in-cheek manner. So they stretched a lot of the of the samples that they use. They 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 prioritize a lot of the weirdness of like time stretch and and usage of samples in a very strange way, but. You know, you you can grab like the first release of like Toremoa and you can see like exactly where, you know, where he picked up from with this album. So I think this record and I think a lot of the mid-90s trip hop stuff, they influence a lot of the two-wave from that era, which died down very, very much because it got turned into PC music and it got turned to a lot of other stuff. Uh, hyper pop and, 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 and things became very fragmented and very weird in many ways uh, and micro house and you know like and then you have man even Fred again you know you can you can trace back to whatever happened in on this album so everything before it within the 90s tend to be sort of dark and sort of pre-poppy like, so very much Porch Head and Massive Attack influenced, m- mostly of pop electronica m- on the mainstream. This album brought things into a more sweet level, to a more orchestral, organic. This album and Moon Safari, obviously, you can't really understate the importance of Moon Safari uh, from the band Air. And yeah, I think those two are sort of like the pillar of what we came to understand as pop electronic music from the early 2000s and up until this day. You can still understand the ripples of of whatever this album did in very specific corners of electronic music. But yeah, Fred again, obviously, it's one of the one of the key examples there, because it's very voc- vocal, sample and and. Although very dense and although very house oriented, a lot of the chill, chill, more chilled elements of his music also come from, from, from this sort of way of doing things. Yeah. Very interesting, very, very uh, downward, elegant electronic music from the early 2000s. Speaks to a lot of the what the, what we understand about pop music nowadays, and a classic in many 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 ways, very 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 much a classic. Uh, the 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 album The Man Who from Travis. I know that sounds a bit weird to mention that album, but it's sort of like what that album did to Britpop in the mid nineties. I think this album does with electronic music. Because before that, it was very grungy. It was very dirty. It was very cynic, you know? It had a lot of, like, um, the punk attitude to it with the Oasis, with the Blurs, with the with the Charlatans, so on and so forth, right? And this album kind of brought things into us that the, the Men Who from Travis brought things into a more simple and elegant state of affairs. And it's the same with this record here. So it it it, it brought the trip hop and the explosive electronic music from Prodigy, from Massive Attack, from Porch Head, uh, from you know, a lot of the techno orbital and underworld. You know, that's that sort of approach to things to a more simple, elegant and direct and beautiful understanding of melody and understanding of sampling and understanding of a very understated way of doing things in terms of music production and in terms of what down-tempo and trip-hop would be from, from that moment onwards very hopeful it's very, very happy-go-lucky. Yeah? Adorable record. S- uh, Melody AM. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah? Peace may be with you. And sorry for the, the personal musings there. I hope that that wasn't entertaining in, their, in its own right. Bye-bye.